Hola, and welcome back to Dank Ferrick, Star Wars podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, and I'm along with my co-host. Hello, I'm Carlos. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 2, everything from Episode 2 to Episode... What are we on now? Five. Five. And it's Season 3, by the way, not 2. Oh my <clears throat> god. I'm sick. Just give it's, me a break yeah, here. He's sick. <laughs> Your shit together, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Season three. Thank yeah. you. Um, what about it, Tyler? Well, it's been a long road. We've we've experienced a lot. We've got mythosaurs. We've got Bo-Katan being hot. Um, <laughs> we've wow. got some Mandalorians. We got uh, foundlings who don't even have like complete armor, and they're the armor given Grogu like. Plates of fucking Beskar like candy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we got dinosaurs eating children. That was screwed the best. It's it's been been a good good time. (laughs) I gotta say, like, I'm a little confused at some of their story decisions as far as the plot goes, but um, I'm still enjoying it. What do you you think? (laughs) Um... I am re- I am enjoying it. I am enjoying it for sure in a week to week. Um but I I like you um They're doing the Boba Fett shit where they kind of hijack the show for a little while with a different plot line and um this, I'm talking about the third episode uh you know where they go to the New Republic and we follow Dr. Pershing and uh, yeah, yeah. the Lyacane and the whole episode is that basically we bookend it with Mando and Bogotan. But I enjoy that episode a lot. I love that story in Coruscant, but it's weirdly placed in the show. The structure is mm-hmm. let me the structure. Let, let's talk about that because that's that's the thing that I think is weird about this this season in comparison to the other ones. The structure yeah. of this season is really bizarre. Um, I like that the the that that little time we spend in Coruscant is now starting to pay off into the main narrative. Because mm-hmm. it's gonna go with the Moff Gideon uh, part of the story, right? Uh, which is eventually gonna lead to the Mandos, and um, but yeah, I, I, it, the structure of the show is weird. I enjoy it a lot. I love that. We, I feel like I don't know what what you think, but that they're getting a little bit more confident in their alien uh, designs or costumes or the, like they're not. Right. You know, at the beginning they had to be a lot more humans and. Uh, I guess they were a little bit shyer about that doing that in TV, do, having aliens in TV because because of budget constraints, which I get, and it still can be a little bit uh, goofy at times, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's Star Wars, so just go with it. Um, but for example, I like that that whole pirate uh, gang uh, with that yeah. Davy Jones looking motherfucker. Who I thought <laughs> was going to be a way bigger deal than he ended up being. Gorian Shard. Yeah, he got killed. He got uh, killed pretty quick. Um, I mean, what else did they, you know, we we didn't need him for anything. Like, right, I, I, I was reading online, people were thinking he was going to be, like, the main focus of, like, as an antagonist for the season. I was like, fuck, no, he's not. Come on. Well, they, uh, uh, people were uh, theorizing that he was going to be, because the, the, the skeleton crew, the, the Jude Law show with the kids, apparently, 
it has to do with them running away from pirates, or that's kind of the rumor. So a lot of people thought it was going to be this group of pirates. Uh, so they thought this guy was going to be the villain of that show, more so right. than this this one. So right. I guess not. <laughs> oh, well. Fucked. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny how his second-in-command uh, was, like, giving him updates. And his his mouth did look kind of goofy. Does not like the, yeah. match his words at all. Like, <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like when... when uh, uh, Monk Calamari speak where they just flap their mouths up and down, up and down, and there's not really a lot of lip sync. But you know, whatever. That's part of the deal. Funny puppetry. Yeah, it's funny puppetry. It's charming. It's good. Um, which kind of makes it. It doesn't make it. Well, I don't know if weird is the word, but when I saw Zeb, um, which God, by the he's way. He's like full CGI. He's full CGI, and I love it. They pulled it off, which was. Uh, it looks good. Yeah. It looks great. Um, but it's like he gets like the hyper realistic alien yeah, thing because yeah. he's CGI, but the other ones are like flapping their mouths up and down. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this but guy's I, like, I like, I like having that mix. It makes things fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. It's kind of like um, it reminds me in uh, like Masconada's castle where she was the only CGI character where everyone else was a puppet. And you know what? I hated how they made her a puppet in episode nine because she looked yeah. terrible. She yeah. Looked terrible. That- that was a weird. And she looks so fucking fake. I don't know why they wouldn't just continue it from seven. Yeah, I I know that they wanted her, uh, they wanted to make her originally a puppet in seven, but they couldn't pull it off, and they and then they did it in nine, and they also couldn't pull it off. <laughs> Dude, it looked awful, like so bad, laughably bad. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a, that's a character they could put into this. I don't know one of these no. shows. They could. No. Uh, I don't want her. But no. Do the CGI better. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I like that. But yeah, the structure is weird. I like that we're getting political context at fucking last. A third season in. Or fourth season if you climb the fucking Boba Fett dump shit. Yeah. Um, but it is weirdly placed in many instances. It's weirdly placed and I don't like how long it stretches out. Like... They could have summed that shit up in so much less time than they did all the Coruscant shit. Like, it dragged on, and, like, we got the point, yet we spent so much time just wasting precious minutes on, like, you know, fucking, uh, what's his name? Pershing, just, like, fucking off. Just, like, I don't know. They... The, the pace just completely stalled out. And I yeah. was like, here we go. It's fucking Andor season two. Oh, that's Andor is a much better show, I gotta confess. Um, but I like everything I saw in that Coruscant thing. And, and and I guess it would be slow in the context of the rest of the story because you're like, okay, let's go back to the, the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, that's what I care about. Uh, but I really like... It's, kind of, it's a similar thing with the Luke stuff in Boba Fett. That Luke stuff is great, but it doesn't belong in that show. And it feels the same thing with exactly. to me. It feels the same way for me, where I like all that I'm seeing, and I like the context, and I like the, the character work that they're doing with those two characters, but it yeah. doesn't belong in the show that much, right. really. Uh, like, I think even, in- even with the connection to... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gideon. Like, we didn't... They, they could have done... Uh, they could have accomplished what they needed to with without showing as much as they did. 
maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, there's there's some stuff in there that I that I really enjoyed, I, I, and I want to point them out because they're fun Easter eggs. That go ahead. Um, first of all, uh, when the, when the first we go to we go to Coruscant, the the first establishing shot, like helicopter shot, was the same one from Revenge of the Sith. Yes, the, I like before, that. Before we cut into the balcony of uh, Padme, the opera. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Before that, uh, there's just so there's like a helicopter show shot. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah. Along the the skyscrapers. Yeah, uh, and then we get the opera stuff. Yeah, uh, which was also like a character going up the stairs the same way Anakin. Was <clears throat> same one, yeah, same yeah. staircase. Um, and uh, it was the same place. Yep. Um. I wish we I, got I, George I, Lucas as, uh, <laughs> as as what's his name uh, as a uh, Baron Papanoida. Baron Papanoida. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Yeah, Chewie must be dead at this point. <laughs> he not ate to himself br- to death. Not to bring us down, but <laughs> <laughs> because I know it's George Lucas and we yeah. all love him. But um, yeah, well, I guess species age differently, as they say. Uh, but he was already pretty old. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> that got dark. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the, I, I got a kick out of that, out of seeing that theater and the, um, this guy giving the TED talk. Person giving the TED talk about how cloning Palpatine is possible, <laughs> or Strandcast is the term that I that I enjoyed that they used because that's something that's being brought up in the in the novels and shit, which is cool that they. Th- this shows that the John Favreau Filoni shows are have been pretty good about drawing from novels or comic books when they really didn't need to, but it, it makes it feel a little bit better inclusive. Like cop band is a, is a novel is a character from the novels or like black chrysanthemum is from the comic books. And um, the fact that they acknowledge those characters, at least even though the, the story doesn't, doesn't line up a hundred percent, just the acknowledgement of those characters, I think is a really cool, uh, cool thing. And yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed them in, in Monument Plaza, I think is the name of it, which uh, it's a Ralph McQuarrie drawing. But mm-hmm. more than that, I remember seeing it in the in the Clone Wars a lot. Yeah. Well, not a lot, like twice. Um, because I've been rewatching the Clone Wars, watching that thing in live action, the Plaza in live action. I was like, oh, man. Like, I've never seen them doing that in live action, in, in where they took an environment from animation and took and made it in live action. Uh it's always the other way around, right? They're always copying the stuff from the movies and bringing it into animation. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, I, for some reason, they had like popsicle, like CGI popsicles, um, <laughs> which was kind of weird. Yeah, um, and even that, <laughs> yeah, that piece of the mountain that they said like it's the only organic part of Coruscant or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's also apparently in, in one of the High Republic novels. Anyway, yeah. Um. But it was also a Ralph McQuarrie worked. The the Rock? Yeah. I didn't know The Rock was part of it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed with the, 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 the train they took. It's also a Clone Wars uh, invention. Um, when Ahsoka lost her lightsaber, I think it's the first time they, they show it in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And she was with the fucking old T-shirt. Um it's just little stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got a kick out of that. Um, <laughs> the the Doctor Pershing telling the Bon Calamari that that it was a trap, the whole thing. Um, you know, 
wink wink stuff. Yeah. But that's it, that's it, that side of the story. Right. Um going back to the main story. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned with the main story. Why? It just feels like it's going in such weird directions. Like, like circles? Like, yes. That's a good way to put it. So like season two, we got Mando kind of realizing that the the cult and having to wear the helmet is not really who he is and it's like he can outgrow that and that he kind of learned that lesson at the end of the season you know and then all of a sudden we're thrust back into it where he's trying to redeem himself and keep the fucking helmet back on and then he has to bathe in the fucking living waters and then the armor all of a sudden is just like all right Bo-Katan you could take your helmet off and you know you've walked both ways you're good like I I don't know where they're going with it. It just feels like it's all over the place. Like I don't think they really know what the fuck they're doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or well, is this more of the armor's revelation that like maybe we need to change as a group? Right. Right. That that's an but, interesting thing. But I, if that's the case, which I think it is, we we kind of need more with the armor because we only see her in like certain scenes and she's talking about all her mystic shit and like we don't really get enough exploration of her character and like we'll get it. We we need more characterization for her to get on that journey to have that revelation. But it's it's a payoff without. Earn, like being earned, you know. Right, right. Um, well, she's a, she's a. I think she's purposefully mysterious. She's kind of like Yoda, the Yoda. She's the right. She's the Yoda version yeah. of the Mandalorian. Right. So, group, so I don't, I don't know the demystifier that much. But... She doesn't need to be fully demystified, but she, if if her character is having growth, we need a, a journey. Like it can't yeah. just go from zero to a hundred, you know. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't know if she's having growth or just like, um, I don't know. Anyway. Um, and also, I I had thought this whole direction was Din's journey to be the leader. And now it's it's looking like it's Bo-Katan's. Mm-hmm. So wh- what's going to happen here? Is, is there going to be a power play or do we think there's going to be some kind of romantic link to where they're like king and queen of Mandalore? That's what I, that's what I'm leading towards. Is I hope I king hope. and queen and uh, Grogu's gonna be the prince. They need to bang. <laughs> they can't take off the 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 cut piece. Um, but I, I'm leaning in towards that. It's gonna be like a, a a situation where she's the queen, but since he has the dark saber, he's the king, and they love each other. And the prince Grogu is like the the heir of the throne. Um, which is, if you think about it, he could be well into the future. He could be the 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 king of Mandalore, um, Grogu during the sequel era. I mean, um, maybe eventually, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I I'm also curious where they're going with it, but I I don't mind not knowing to be honest because I feel like I don't feel like they don't know. I feel like they know. 
but that um, they are kind of uh, playing with the audience a little bit. Um, I feel like they didn't know before, uh, before, um, like after season two was done. I don't think they knew what they were going to do after that. And then they had I, to figure out. And then they had to figure out. Okay, now we, now we did two seasons. What are we going to do now? And, and then they're like, fuck, to... we need we need Grogu to be back. So then they just shoehorn that into fucking Boba Fett. Like, right. That that should have happened in season three. I don't know why we didn't get some time with them apart. Right, right. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with it. I, I they're gonna retake Mandalore eventually. And I was gonna bring up also. Um, do you think um, Mandalorians really freed Moff Gideon, or no. are they are they trying to fuck with them? Or I think they're being framed by Gideon hmm. or whoever rescued him, but so, probably so, Gideon because he has a plan for everything. So he has to he wants to create beef between the Mandalorians and the New Republic. Is that it? So they wouldn't get any support or something like Probably. that? Probably. Mm. Fascinating. Um, another thing that I uh, <laughs> I wanted to bring up. It's always funny how Giancarlo Esposito is, is... Dude, if you think about it, he's only in the last two episodes of every season. Like, he never shows up until the very end of the seasons. Like, even in season two. Right. Like, um, it's crazy how much, like, the main villain is not even in the show. And uh, they've played played it off like, he was going to a war tribunal, but he escaped. And then you're like, okay, we never saw that. That would be nice to see. That could have been the season opener. They, yeah, they should have done that <laughs> as the opener. <laughs> or at least shown us him up to this point, because now there's only, what, three episodes left? Yeah. Yeah, it's like why haven't we seen him yet? Yeah, it's I, I don't understand why they always save him. To uh, do they have no, do they not have enough money to pay him to be in the whole show? <laughs> I I doubt it. I don't know what it is. Um, I doubt that's the case. But imagine if Darth Vader only appears at like at the end of the fucking New Hope or Empire or Return of the Jedi. It's like mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's the bad guy. It's kind of yeah. like how Dooku. You remember Dooku um, shows up like an hour and a half into the movie in Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Even though everyone's talking about him since the crawl. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's talking about him, about he's this, he's that, he's the leader of the Separatists, he was once a Jedi. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Why haven't we seen him? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, what about Ahmed Best? That was a good reveal. I know... I was very happy to see him just like shining, you know, the sabered he, hand. He truly deserves it. And it was really nice to see everybody praising him and like making him feel uplifted considering his past and everything that happened to him. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, um, I wasn't expecting it, that at all. Who do you think he was working with to save Gregor? It has to be. It Jar wasn't Padme. Jar Jar's the key. Yeah, it had it had to be Jar Jar. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Uh, it has to be Jar Jar. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Because he's the center oh, representative from Naboo. From Naboo. And that was uh, a Naboo starfighter. Padme's, with... Padme's wearing 
he's just a pregnant crying at home and um Jarger is the one who's like uh, Misa fucked up uh giving he emergency powers so he has to save as many Jedi as he can and um uh who else could it be there's no who else from Naboo uh, Palpatine is the other guy the only other guy from Naboo it literally has to be Jarger it has to um be. And uh, I, I, I've thought about see this. Him? Are we going to see Jar Jar? I would love to see Keller and Beck and Jar Jar have a conversation. Or like Keller and Beck handing off Grogu to Jar Jar. Because I thought about this quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> that's why I wanted to bring it up. Is um, If you think about it. So yeah, so they got into a Naboo star, Starfighter. It all leads to Jar Jar. So let's say they're going to Naboo because even the Naboo guards fought to have them leave. Yeah. Who's going to take care of them in Naboo? Um, who's going to take care, care of this little amphibian child? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, it's all in the cards. You go to Otaganga, uh, you let the kid sit there for a while, you have Jar Jar. No, literally, like just hang out with the Gungans. You have Jar Jar, uh, have him on the, under his wing. We're um, in the aftermath novels. They established that uh, Jar Jar, post Empire, post uh, Return of the Jedi. I mean, um, was like a sad clown that like did a. a he was like a clown for Gungan kids. Uh, I think that was in the aftermath novels. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You they already established that he's good with kids. Why well, couldn't take care of the baby for a little while? Like I feel, I feel it's it's such a good way to to redeem the character, uh, which in my opinion needs no redeeming. Charger is Charger um, serves his function pretty well, um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's gonna be Charger, and and they're gonna we're gonna see that. Like like, there's no way they're gonna end that flashback there. They're gonna do another flashback where they reveal a little bit more and a little bit more, like they did with Mando. Remember Mando was like at at the beginning we only saw him getting attacked by by the in the first season when he had his flashbacks as a child. We only see him like get covered and then we reveal more later where we see him getting rescued by Mandalorians and that's how he became a founding. And uh so I, I think it's just a matter of time. How do do we get from Keller and Beck getting Grogu uh, into hyperspace in that Nubian fi- uh, ship to him being held by pirates in that fucking house Mando found him in. Yeah. Like, maybe Jar Jar dies protecting him from pirates. Who knows, man? I don't know. And if they give we Jar might Jar... not even we might not even see what happens after That's that. What I'm saying I'm sure we have to. By the end of the show, maybe not by the end of the season, but by the end of the show, I think we're gonna get more. Um, also, did you see that the, the officially made uh, uh, the character from the character that I'm a best plays in Attack of the Clones in the Cantina? He's the brother of Keller and Beck. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I just thought that was that was funny. It is um, funny, and I and I am. Uh, Happy that we see Coruscant and fully like live action TV, <clears throat> TV and it looks good. Yep, it I'm, doesn't I'm look gl- like I'm really yet. glad they brought it back. Like, because it's yeah. such a large part of the Star Wars universe, yeah. and like, I, I I never understood like with the sequels why they made some Hosnian Prime end up yeah. being the capital, and 
Well, I know uh, JJ wanted to destroy Coruscant. Coruscant, but they they talked him out of it. Right, 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 right. But it's like if uh, I'm glad looks, that it survives, you know. Right, but it, if you look at it, it's just it's fucking Coruscant. It's a carbon copy. Fucking, yeah, yeah. It's like everything in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Tatooine. It's Jakku. Exactly. <laughs> it's not Fuck. Devin Four. It's the car. <laughs> Fuck the sequels, bro. <laughs> Fuck them. Garbage. Anyway. Anyway, that you're going, you're going beside the point. Huh? Um, um, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings, right? Which also, I, w- I was going to bring that up in season two of Mando. We see that little scene in the classroom when they say, um, um, "Chandrilla is the capital of the Republic, the New Republic." So w- when we're here in in Coruscant in Mandalorian, where uh, Carson Tiva goes and where the Doctor Pershing stuff happens, that's not the capital. In, in this point in the timeline, supposedly. I don't right. know if it already shifted towards a different place, and that's why. But I imagine that's where a lot of the business takes place at. Um, mm-hmm. Where is Chancellor Mon Mothma? Do you think we'll see Mon Mothma in this? Um, she's a Chancellor currently, so... I don't think so. I don't think we need to. I think it's just muddying the waters of this story. Um, Save it for Andor. Like, we don't need it in the Mando story. Well, they already introduced that political side, so. But I think only to show that there are ex Imperials starting to grow, yeah. which ties into Moff Gideon and tying the us into Order. Ahsoka and Thrawn, right? Which eventually will lead to the First Order. But like, I think it's it's laying seeds without having to focus too much time on it. Right, right, right. Hmm. I don't know. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, I think she'll show up. We'll see. But it, it it'll be weird because we get young Mon Mothma in Andor and Rogue One, which is the the, the actress that plays her, the yeah, Gen- yeah. Genevieve O'Reilly, mm-hmm. and then we get Catherine Blackson or whatever her name is in in Return of the Jedi. And then yeah. we get Genevieve O'Reilly again, if, in, in, like chronologically wise. That right. would be a weird thing. Um, True. It would be like like Harrison Ford playing like kid Han Solo, and then Alden Ehrenreich playing teenage Han Solo, and then Harrison Ford playing adult Han Solo again. It'd be like what? Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty. Eh, that's good. I don't know where it's going. It's definitely not bad, and like I'm enjoying it every week. I just, I honestly I feel want, like I want to know what the fuck their plan is with the plot. You know, I honestly feel like the Mandalorian stuff is less interesting to me than the New Republic stuff. I'm the opposite. Like I, I, I don't know. For this show, like I just want to focus. Yeah, on for the this show, it would make. Uh, for this show, I would prefer for the Mandalorian stuff to be more compelling to me than the New Republic stuff. But the Mandalorian stuff feels aimless. That's the part that to me that feels aimless <coughs> because we we know where the New Republic stuff is going eventually, right? Or where it's ending up. So that feels pretty definitive. Or or of it has like dramatic irony and all of that. We don't know about where the Mando stuff is going, and. Uh, that's fine as long as there's a payoff, but it doesn't feel like we're 
it it feels like okay, we we the show was, was supposed to end in season two, and now we gotta make like I say, we gotta re rethink what the fuck this show is about. Yeah, and uh, I, I I'm a little bit uh, concerned because John Favreau John Favreau was asked in a in a in an interview if he has a definitive ending in mind for this show, and he said like no, he wants the show to go on forever, which is stupid. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I mean, I get it that you want to do keep doing Star Wars stories, but that doesn't mean you have to stay in this show. Uh, like a this show particular that goes show. on forever is not compelling. Like, yeah, no, it no, needs, it needs it to have a, an end. You know, it means it, like it loses its value. Exactly. Uh, if you if you don't do it, I, I still think uh, IG Eleven is probably going to be brought back in any way. Because there's no way they set that up and then just abandon it. So I really believe that we're gonna see mech suit stuff. I said mecha, yeah, mecha <laughs> Grogu. I actually really believe that's gonna come true. Oh, good lord! I really hope so. I'm I'm really starting to believe that's where that whole thing was headed. <laughs> um, also, and really kidding. funny. Uh, <laughs> Grief Karga giving them that land, and then they're just like, all right. We're getting Mandalore back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that meme. Um, uh, now that you mentioned Grief Karga, I gotta say, um, I fucking love Grief Karga. I think he's becoming a, a, a better character which, with each appearance. Uh, I think um, Carl Weathers does a great job. I think I just um, love Carl Weathers. I think that's where... Yeah, he's so charismatic. Uh, but he's, he's also... Um, you know he's he's a he's a good guy, but he has that he still has like swindler quality to him. Where right. you don't know, <laughs> you don't yeah. know whether or not he's gonna be trying to take advantage of you or not. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know I, that that little that that morally gray stuff that they do with him. I think he's gotten better uh, as as we've gone on. Um, right, and I really don't miss Cardoon uh, at all. Like I haven't felt like oh. Like I feel like the show addressed it pretty well in the first episode, and then uh, I never been like, where where is she at? I want her back. Uh, Not just for Gina, but like I I really thought she was such a good fit for the show. Like her character was a really good sidekick to Mando. That was another thing that she was gonna have her own uh, New Republic show, Rangers right? Yeah, the New Republic. So a lot of yeah. people are theorizing that uh, the storylines that they were gonna. Uh, elaborate on in that show. Uh, that's why the, there's the curse and stuff in this show is that they're trying to meld it in, in order to, like in order to justify the absence of that show, that show's existence. Yeah, I um, think some of that's the case, but yeah, who knows how far they would have gone with it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So now we get the Jude Law show, which um, I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be good. I don't know. Um, but I feel like the, mostly they're. They are teasing the Ahsoka stuff with with Zeb, with the fucking whales, right? Um, even with the political state of the galaxy, I think that's going to play into into the Ahsoka stuff a little bit, um, because you know we're going to revisit all those rebels characters that are surely now all part of the New Republic, including Zeb. Um, so I don't know. I'm just like uh, uh, I don't like that too much. You know, where where a show is so conscious of what it's building towards, like yeah. like. Like when a show feels like a bridge to something else, instead that's of what a, the Marvel 
fucking stuff right. does. Right. Uh, I think they're it... trying to they're trying to make it like a Marvel thing, but I think it ends up hurting the story that it's telling. Right. It feels like a bridge. And I feel right. like that that bridge only gets appreciated or 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 like in retrospective you'll it, it's looked in a better light because you already know where it's going, I guess. Yeah. But right now it feels like it feels clunky to to have to get clunky. McClunky. It feels clunky to have to get to that point uh, via the way we're getting there. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is my least favorite season, I think, so far. Me too. Um, I mean, in Manru, Man, uh, Boba Fett is worse. Uh, we're not talking about that. Yeah, but it, even even that show, uh, like, there's to me, there's nothing in, in, in this new season that peaks... <clears throat> Uh, uh, Luke training Grogu. Uh, that to me is more compelling than anything I've seen in this season of Mandalorian. Um, so you know, there's stuff like that. I really, I don't, I don't know. They'll have to pull something big out of their ass. Like there need to be some mythosaur level shit happening down. We know something uh, crazy is going to happen with that, right? But it's still like, uh, I don't know. where is it? Give it to me. <laughs> I like this, this last uh, yeah. I like this last episode with the pirates. The, the, that the action scenes were cool. Yeah, they were uh, cool. Then the the, the dog fights have gotten a lot better. Oh yeah, they've been really the first exciting. They were, in the first season, they were kind of iffy. Yeah, but um, so yeah, the production has gotten up. Uh, the writing, the storytelling has gotten a little bit unfocused for my taste, and I feel like. Um, I remember a lot of people said that about the second season too. That it, it felt like a, a bunch of backdoor pilots, right? Um, but I feel like this is even more more unfocused. Yeah, we just kind of got to see where it goes, and uh, I do like how we're not making a podcast episode per episode for this. Just yeah, this because of how yeah we we kind of need to get the bigger picture before we can really dive deep because we haven't gotten enough to have a proper conversation. I, I really think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. But I mean, you know, I'm still enjoying it every week and it's entertaining. Um, there's some really awesome things and then there's just some stuff that like, it, it really feels questionable, like what they're thinking with like their story decisions, but you know, we'll see as the season goes on and uh, we'll do another episode as soon as we feel like it's deserved. It's probably going to be after the end because there's only three left unless there's some crazy but ass th- shit. That's what I'm saying. There yeah. might be some big stuff <laughs> happening in the next two episodes right. before right, the right, finale. Right, right. So if that's the case, then we'll do, we'll do an episode right. before then. And like I say, I I'm enjoying the show. I'm glad to have star Wars back on the team. I'm glad to have Mandalorian back. Not just oh, star yeah. Wars. Because that's his own kind of flavor, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not. Um, yeah. It's not hidden notes. The first season is still probably the best in terms of this focused show with a narrative that feels propelling and you know. I enjoyed season stuff. two the most. Yeah, season two had like more bombastic, uh, like fan service stuff. But yeah, I agree. Season two is is. It's good, but the first yeah. one is just, just so so 
tight and compact, and you don't have to know anything about Star Wars to watch. Right, it, it was a small contained story. Right, right, right. And but those been... were also they they felt a lot more like individual anthology episodes, almost. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> True. True. Like now, it seems to be following more of a linear plot line. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no episode in so far in this season that makes like that to me stands in the top five of the whole yeah, show. Yeah, it's just... They're all like a seven to me. Like, I'm not, like, wowed by anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. we'll see. Hopefully we'll, we'll get uh, something good. Next couple episodes, please bring Hondo back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's everything I need. But now that the pirates are dead, the pirates are dead, I'm like... Yes, not I all the pirates. Well, who's Who's left? The fucking... Oh, the guy who fled? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Maybe there is hope. Look, there is hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Oh, um, all right, it's right. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> Again. We'll see you <laughs> rotten kids later. Yeah. And uh, remember, kids, the first blue with you. Always. Very